What's happening, everybody? John Hendricks here for Saints News Network coming at you with another recap for Saints training camp. Day 12 is in the books. We'll hop into it very shortly. But as always, we want to thank Justin Burgess of Pro for sponsoring today's show. If you have a business in the greater New Orleans region and need help with employee benefits or health insurance, give my guy Justin a call. He'll take really good care of you. 504-888-8038. Again, Justin Burgess over at Pro. Well, it's Wednesday, my dudes. A lot of fun action. Wednesday inside a little bit to start for Saints training camp and then transitioning outside for uh, a select group of fans that were in attendance. I believe it was specialty guests, sweet holders and such. So they got to see a little bit of practice. And so that's always a good thing. And so the, just keep in mind the tomorrow's practice that was scheduled for the public is definitely closed because of the heat. They should be indoors the whole time. And uh, you know, we've got tomorrow and Friday and then Team walkthrough on Saturday we won't be a part of. And then there's a preseason game on Sunday right around the corner. And we are a week away from being in California. Thursday is going to be the uh, joint practices we leave and we'll be out there next Wednesday. But joint practices with the Chargers on Thursday and Friday. And then they got that game Sunday. So a lot of things coming to the table very quickly for this team. Um, let's start as always, what we do to recap is we'll talk about attendance. So not too many new things developed as far as who wasn't there. Uh, Traquan Smith, Rashid Shahid have not been at practice. They're dealing with groin injuries. Demario Davis is dealing with a calf injury. Coda Martin was dealing with an ankle injury. He got waived injured today. The team signed J.P. Holtz, familiar face from last year, played a lot of different roles for the team, fullback, tight end, special teams. He's back in the building uh, because Jesse James is another one. He's dealing with the groin, wasn't at practice. Lucas Kroll's dealing with the tailbone. He wasn't at practice. And then Andres Pete dealing with the quad. Now, if you've missed it, we have told you there's reason for optimism that Demario Davis has been in the facility. Same thing with Andres Pete. Uh, Pete is was actually a, saw him in the weight room today. So that was a good sign for him. I saw Demario the other day. And so, Steps in the right direction. No need to panic, really, if these guys were not present for practices or not they, they were present, but present in the facility, I'd be a lot more concerned. So interestingly enough, team put out their unofficial depth chart that we make all the assumptions and conclusions from. And one of the biggest takeaways I think that I had before we dive into some of these notes are the fact is the fact that, you know, you have Trevor Penning at left tackle kind of what we talked about, Andres Pete or or it's James Hurst or Andres Pete at left guard. It's kind of what we've been talking about. I've been writing about it. I've been talking about it. I've been saying this for months that that was kind of the plan is that Trevor be at left tackle, James Hurst kick inside. Nothing against Andres Pete, but I think Hurst is a guy that gives them that type of, of, of what they need from a consistency standpoint, from an availability standpoint, you need to protect your hundred million dollar quarterback and Derek Carr. You got to make sure you do those types of things. I mean, just do the math and make it make sense. I mean, this is a lot of money that you put into Derek Carr plus a hundred million dollars. I mean, you got to protect this guy. And so I think what we've seen on the depth chart kind of mirrors what we thought. And so I don't think there's too many surprises, although I will say that, I think Jordan Howden is a guy that's going to climb up the depth charts a little bit. We've talked about him getting a lot more looks and dime coverage, especially, you know, when they did the three-man rush drill the other day with all DBs and, and, and linebacker on the field. I just think that he's a guy that's ascending. He's played, got first-team reps. They're basically throwing everything they can at him just to see how he handles it. And I think he's done a pretty good job so far. We'll see. Time will tell. 
but on to practice. So we covered the injuries and attendance. Uh, it'd be tough to say that any of those players that have been missing are going to see any action on Sunday. Dennis Allen said that he is going to play the starters in preseason, at least for the first game. We don't know how much, how long. We don't know what that's going to look like. I think it's one or two series maybe at most, and then we'll see a lot of James Winston, Taysom Hill maybe, and then plenty of Jake Hayner because we've been talking this guy up a lot. He's looked really good in practice, very comfortable. I'm really excited to see him and see what he gonna is going to be able to do in a real game situation. So, you know, this is the type of thing where we're just a few days away from that happening. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's going to get a lot of questions answered. And, and look, what happens is once training camp, like before training camp, there's a lot of limited eyes. But now the game shifts. It's going to be on NFL Network, if you didn't know. So the game is actually broadcast locally here on, on WVU Fox 8. And so uh, you'll get Joe, Joel Myers, John Stinchcomb, and Aaron Summers on the call. That's supposed to be the feed when you tune into NFL Network because it's going to be a, a, one of those broadcast games. So what I'm saying is that once you see it, you're going to be able to, to kind of, I guess, formulate your own opinions or, you know, you see what you see in film or and such. And once that All-22 comes out, then it's, it's kind of fair game for everybody. But, you know, uh, not that it's a bad thing, but you're going to see the tail of the tape and you're going to see what we kind of see on things and make evaluations and stuff. But, you know, it's been a good camp so far today. Pretty lively, a lot of team, a lot of run stuff, uh, run type of plays and stuff, run stuffs. We'll get into those in a minute too. But really active day for Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham caught all six of his targets. Taysom Hill at one point was targeted four straight time. He caught a lot of balls today, seven on seven and team. Um, look, this is one of those things where I think people were waiting to see, okay, Jimmy, he's back. We went from this can't be serious to really how much does he have left in the tank to – man, we're starting to see a little bit of vintage Jimmy. And then today was like, okay, Jimmy can probably handle a little bit of a target share and load. So I'm really anxious to see how he does, um, you know, hooking up with a lot of different ones, whether it was Carr or Winston, you know, uh, that's obviously a good thing to see, you know. And so I think that when it comes down to it and also, uh, you know, with Hayner late, that was another one that he hooked up with. So all of the quarterbacks getting familiar. I don't know if I'd say he's just going to be a red zone target. You know, I think that remains to be seen, but I think he's somebody that can play still at a pretty good level. Won't say he's going to be a Travis Kelsey. I don't know, but I think this tight end room, and we've talked about this too before, has the potential to be one of the the better rooms out there because you've got and it's unknowns because Foster Moreau, Juwan Johnson, Taysom Hill, Juwan, Jimmy Graham. I mean, this is a really unique room, and you know, Juwan is coming off a good year. He's a converted wide receiver. Foster Moreau is probably the only true tight end where in the sense where he does a lot of the dirty work and stuff. Not that Juwan doesn't or Jimmy doesn't or Taysom can't, but you know, when you look at traditional, they don't really have a lot of traditional players there at that tight end position. So it's going to be interesting to see, but a very, very active day for Taysom Hill and Jimmy Graham in the receiving department. So a good things to see. I will tell you that, one of the things I feel encouraged about is the run defense, run support. One of the observations, I thought this team early on looked like they might be a better outside running team, you know, whether it's stretches, tosses, whatever the case. And we've seen a lot more of that in training camp. But And I still think that's true when you got like Alvin and Jamal and Williams in there and stuff. But, you know, just interior-wise, I think a lot of people were probably overlooking this unit. I, I know – the, the, the guys behind Cam Jordan, I mean, Colin Saunders said this today, the guys behind Cam Jordan, who are they? Like, 
They just not many people know that they're not household names. Nobody knows who Carl Granderson is. Nobody knows who Peyton Turner is. Nobody knows Colin Saunders or Kyle Phillips or, you know, Nathan Shepard or Jack Heflin or, you know, uh, Prince Emily or uh, Jerron Cage, those types of guys. They're just not a, a well-known when you look at it. It's like, oh, Bills, Vaughn Miller, know him or Rams, Aaron Donald. I mean, it's Saints. It's kind of like cam jordan and then that's about it but he called them like the dancing pandas and stuff and it's just kind of they're playing with his chip on the shoulder and he pointed out something it's like well in washington they got a bunch of first round picks so the ceiling's kind of high for them where you know they're expected to produce and so for this unit he's really taking to, to get young guys like drawing cage and be a mentor and just kind of help develop that line so i'm really interested to see but i think they've been pretty good in the run defense interior it's not just like a Colin Saunders, it's Malcolm Roach. I think he's playing at a high level. Nathan Shepard's doing some pass, ru- uh, pass rush, get, making some run stops. And Dennis Allen even said after practice that he believes this is a lot more athletic group. And I would tend to agree. Uh, Colin Saunders, even though he was listed, we said it the other week, 324, he's playing in 315, 318 range. The dude is is moving. Like you just – it's it's very – like you just look at this guy and say, there's no way he, a big man like that can move. Yeah, he can. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, as far as it goes, Blake Gillikin punted today. I think he had some pretty ones. But what I would say in special teams is Will Lutz, 9-9 nine nine today. They put him in three game-winning situations. So what they did is they simulated a, a where it's in the game, one fifteen on the clock. They're down two. They need a field goal at least. And so all three quarterbacks were able to pilot a drive to put Lutz in field goal range. He hit from 45, from 49, and 47. So he made all nine of his kicks today. Um, I wish, I think it's 41 of 44. I know he's only missed three times. I have the exact numbers up on Saints News, but uh, I think it's 41 of 44 right now is where he's at. And so, look, I've seen a lot from Will Lutz. I think that he's battled back extremely well. Those types of things that I've seen over the past couple of practices – especially him making eight for eight for today, but 17 and 17 in past two. I don't really need to see much more from him in the preseason. Interestingly enough, talked to Blake Gilligan today. You know, both of them were dealing with some injuries, right? I mean, and I'm not saying they, they power through them, right? But some of the things that, that hinder these kickers and we don't always see or don't always know about, but they're, they're working back, a lot of confidence there. So I'm excited. I think still – if I was to put a roster together today, it's got to be Lutz. It's got to be Gilligan. I'm very interested to see what Lou Headley does in preseason. I'm interested to see what Blake Groupie is going to do. You know, got to ask Dennis if, if if he plans on how that's going to unfold. Is it going to be rotation for kickers? Or do you feel confident in what you've seen in Lutz to say, let's just have Groupie handle all the stuff? Same thing with, uh, you know, Lou Headley and, and Blake Gilligan in that situation. But, you know, look, I feel encouraged about where this run defense is at right now. I think that was obviously a pain point last year. Huge pain point if you saw the games. Um, I just don't think it's been the same since they've lost Malcolm Brown in the middle. So I think that it's slowly tailed off, slowly gotten worse. And so now it's, I don't say it's liability, but they just got to get better at it. So, um, but as far as that goes, I mean, you know, overall, I don't know if I'd say it was a super crazy action day. Again, I, I liked some of the things I saw from, from Winston in the less in game situation. Again, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham, big time. Jake Hayner, I think, handled it pretty well. Shaq Davis was a frequent target of his. Thought he looked pretty good too. Um, and look, I think that's kind of really where you stand out is that 
We see some things working in the pass game. I'll say this too. Two hookups today, one from uh, Winston and one from Derek Carr. But Chris Olave, look, I know we've talked a lot about Marshawn Lattimore, and I wrote about Chris Olave too being in that category. But when you look at top for training camp, those have got to be if, – if Lattimore's not in your number one, Olave might be there in number one, but they both have got to be in your top three. And I wouldn't even say top five, top three of who stand, stood out at training camp. I think they've looked excellent. Olave looks even better. I think he can have a really dominant type of season. Remains to be seen because a lot of people are saying, well, what Mike, what's Mike going to do? And, and I think it's more like maybe he's that 60 to 70 catch guy, a little bit less than 800 yards, having a bunch of touchdowns. Olave is going to be your yards guy and your, your targets and receptions guy. And maybe have five or six touchdowns. I mean, we don't know how it's going to play out. It obviously is going to be dictative uh, or indicative of what the matchup is, what who's available, what the offense looks like, what the defense looks like. Situa- There's just too many variables there. But I do feel confident about Olave's ability. I feel very confident that Mike Thomas is trending in the right direction to get where he needs to go. A little concerned about Rashid Shahid because that's twice now he's having to deal with his groin injury. You know, from all the reports, everything we've heard. He's going to be ready week one, but that groin, there's no guarantee it doesn't come back to, to in, at some point in the season. And those groin injuries are tough. And so, again, four, five, and six on the receiver de- de- depth chart. We talked about it. It's Traquan Smith, Keith Kirkwood probably in there. As of right now, I think it's toss up between AJ or AT Perry and, and James Washington. I'd probably go with the rookie. But again, it just depends on how this unfolds and, you know, if Traquan can get back in a, a good bit of time. But, Look, it's 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 we're gonna know soon enough. The competition has been awesome to see. We're just a couple of practices away. Friday's practice is gonna be in the dome, so they get to kind of experience that new turf a little bit, and we get to see some of the renovations and such up close and personal. And so, again, it's it's an exciting time for Saints football. Probably the most optimistic I've felt in a couple of years. I've said that plenty of times, but good practice overall. Nothing crazy as far as the injury front. We'll see if this team and, and last thing we'll talk about, we'll see if Anthony Barr is a real, you know, person that a real transaction that'll materialize, I guess. Kareem Hunt, interesting that people heard it. And and look, I just saw that Marlon Mack was out for the year, ruptured Achilles. That's now another appealing place that Kareem Hunt might look. I know they got James Conner, but they're gonna need a number two or number three, somebody on that. And so I get it. Colts is an appealing option. This this is a guy that used to be a starter for a team. Big part of the Browns' offense, big part of the Chiefs' offense. I don't blame him. I I get it. I understand. Um, As far as Barr goes, look, I think it's something that maybe can materialize. He's got some other visits going. But as always, we're going to see. We'll find out really soon. The team's always in the market for players, right? And so hopefully, fingers crossed, they don't have a lot of injuries to deal with. Um, from now until next week, but they're part of the game. So we'll see. And we'll talk more about what we're looking for and all that stuff. Much more on Saints News Network, saints.media or si.com slash NFL slash Saints. Also check out our video section. All the interviews are up. These recaps go up there. It's all on YouTube. We also got uh, podcast stuff. Also, if you're going to the game on Sunday, you haven't got a ticket be sure to use my code Hendrix, H-E-N-D-R-I-X on SeatGeek get it, to get $20 off of your first order with SeatGeek. Great chance. Score some good tickets. 
preseason game, you know it's not going to have as much craziness as what a regular season game will, like that season opener against the Titans. John Hendricks signing out. Again, thank you to Justin Burgess of Ben Pro for producing today's show. Appreciate you guys. As always, thanks so much.